Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I'm sitting here on the floor with Casey. She's trying to trick me into making her flapjacks, as always. Classic Casey. Uh, we just had a delicious fruit salad. Man, delicious day. A lot of Zoog sauce was in our day today. Mushroom salad. Earlier. Anyway. We just had this whole long discussion about my first car was a Cadillac DeVille, 2003 Cadillac DeVille touring sedan with, uh, we looked it up and we could see some of the specs. It had a big old V8 in it. Can't remember the exact size, but I remember that it was a 32 valve. I think it was 4.6 liter. North Star, and uh, it claimed it had 300 horsepower. I don't know how accurate that really is. But it also had an 18-gallon gas tank. It's kind of why we looked it up in the first place. I was just, We were talking about old cars and their gas tanks. I just got kind of nostalgic, I guess, for the old Cadillac. Uh, because it was so spaceshipy, powerful, smooth, luxurious, but weirdly retro. And I was surprised to see that when it came out in 2003, they started at about $50,000. So for around the same price in 2023, not, not accounting for inflation... I don't know how to say that. The same price as a Tesla is today. In 2003, you could have had the Cadillac that I got used 10 years later. Let's say 2013. I think it was maybe earlier than 2013. Maybe it was 2012. But uh, it depreciated that $50,000 2003 Cadillac to be like nine grand. By the time it was bought in 2013, 10 years later. And so then we were looking, well, what was a 2013 Cadillac V8, whatever? How about a 2023? And I don't know. Yeah, it's like a $50,000 car, stayed a $50,000 car for a long time. And now they're kind of like the $100,000 car, the $90,000 car. But what is kind of crazier, seeing the used car prices, that a 2013 Tesla Model S, the first year, let's say, first couple of years of Tesla Model S, the oldest and cheapest ones you can buy used today, with anywhere from 80,000 to 150,000 miles on them, those cost you like... $28,000, $28,000, let's say, between twenty-five dollars and $28,000 for a 10-year used car. That kind of blew me away. But then we looked up the 2013 same-year V8 Cadillac, and they were going for the same. Not only that, there were some that weren't used. They were like kept on ice selling for 
fifty, sixty thousand $60,000, which blows my mind because they're kind of hideous. The 2013 Cadillac CTS-V. It's an ugly thing. So is the Tesla, I guess, from 2013. But then you fast forward to today, and the new ones, dude, a new Tesla Model S costs less than a new Cadillac, I think. Their middle-range version, whatever, the Model Ys and 3s versus the CTSs and the non-V8, whatever, they're cheaper. The Tesla's cheaper. And uh, we were just talking about you know the potential for used cars to get incredibly affordable we will see and then we got kind of caught up in like you know what man all car ownership is kind of outrageously expensive we've got the most privileged car experience one could really have with the leaf and solar and a subaru that just sits but still casey's got insurance on him she just put new tires on the Leaf. And we were comparing that to if you lived in a place with a bike. You could almost live with a bike here. Could almost live, but you would need at least the Leaf until we get to the point where you can seriously, at any time, without feeling weird for making a human do it, you should be able to hail a Tesla to your house or a robo-taxi of whatever kind not deal with a person, not tip a person or rate a person. Just get into a car, use it how you please. The more features, the better. If it drives itself, the better. Why wouldn't it? It should be better for insurance costs if you don't drive the car. If it can drive itself, why should you? So if that were the case, you'd still feel like you needed a car here. But I think that could be the leaf. I think then we could get rid of what the Subaru and have a single car for around town doing things. Oh, it's raining. We want to go to the movies. Let's hop in the leaf. Etc. But if you needed to go to the airport, you would just like hail a Tesla to your house and you'd hop in it and you'd like go to the airport and leave it and it would just stay wherever it was who cares that's how it really should be in my mind I mean I think that's pretty clear but I don't know part of this was like we have to channel that optimism that made the old 2003 Cadillac such like a uh, tech forward thing and I think it's happening, but but we need to channel that. And there are some opposing forces for whatever reason, specifically with electrification and renewables. But I mean, really also self-driving. And I think it's only a matter of time, right, before people, someone's going to get really up in arms about self-driving cars sooner than later. And I hope that they're good enough to win the battle and, and proceed. For many reasons. We watched a crazy movie today. That we haven't talked about since watching it. Called The Inheritance. I don't know any of the actors names. 
It was on Netflix. The one guy in it, her brother, is played by the Deep. Oh, and the main guy, the villain, is Simon Pegg. And it's such an absurd movie. I'm just going to spoil it and give it away. Simon Pegg, by the way, has an American accent in this movie. This jerkish father dies in the beginning of the movie. His young daughter is the DA. And her brother, played by the guy who plays the deep in The Boys, is running for some political office. The father, his will, leaves $20 million to his son and $1 million to his daughter. But then they, the lawyer for the father goes, hey, there's one more thing. Here's this. And it's like a riddle that leads her to a bunker in the backyard. And in this bunker, he has Simon Pegg Locked up for 30 years. And he says to this girl, the DA, who, by the way, like immediately fingerprints him, is suspicious. The first two times she discovers him, she runs away in fear without talking to him. But then when she does, he easily convinces her to let him free. Even though the father's notes were like, keep this man locked up. What you find there, keep it buried, is what he said. She goes and he like very easily, not only talks her into letting him out, she arranges for him to be shipped away in a private jet with a million dollars because he's basically blackmailing her. He tells her that he was friends with her dad and they were driving and the dad hit a guy, hit and run a guy and they buried the body and so that he wouldn't tell the police the dad kidnapped him and locked him in the backyard for 30 years and has like been torturing him basically <laughs> like been torturing him and she's like oh my dad was terrible that's so terrible They go and they find the body that they buried. She, like, lets him out. At gunpoint, she's like, come on, let's go. Let's go, show me the body. And even then, you're like, this is ridiculous. He's going to jump you. Well, he would run, you know. But he convinces her he's good. And uh, it's just such an absurd movie. And the whole time, you're thinking, like, he's clearly not good. The movie, the plot of this movie is not... And he was actually good. He was a good guy locked in this basement. And trustworthy, she should let him out. So that happens. And the the big reason I mentioned the fingerprinting a second ago is because she got him, she fingerprinted him when she discovered him down there, but then she didn't even wait to hear back about the fingerprints before letting him out with a million dollars. And a new identity. She's going to smuggle him, human traffic him, all, all arranged. She like gets him out of the cave, gives him a suit, and is like, get on the jet. You're going. Anyway, and then she gets a call about the fingerprints. And they're like, it's this guy, 
it's this other name and I'm bringing the folder to your house and the mom, her mom sees the folder. Turns out this guy is the devil. He's evil. He raped her mother and then the father was going to drive him to the police station or something. Was angry at him? I don't know. This guy, I think driving him to the police. And they did hit someone with the car. So that guy blackmailed him, was going to blackmail him. Which still is stupid. Understand, like, I'm not, this isn't like a great reveal. I'm, I still am like, this is stupid. Why wouldn't he just kill him? Why would he keep the rapist alive for 30 years, slowly torturing him? Like this? And then it's revealed it's the girl's father. Her father was this rapist. I guess that's why the her adoptive, I guess, dad only gave her a million dollars. I mean, it, 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 anyway, it was just such a ridiculous movie that the whole time you're like, what is this? And everyone phoned it in so bad. So if you're looking for like a junky, ridiculous movie, The Inheritance on Netflix. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.